Well, hey there, Snarky Faith listeners. This is Stuart bringing you something a little special here for Black Friday. And I guarantee you this is going to be the only thing that you get for free on Black Friday. That's right. This is completely free, completely for you. And this is your Black Friday edition of The Christian Crazy of the Week. That's right. There's enough crazy going on outdoors and in stores, so we might as well go ahead and do just a little bit of holiday roasting of the worst of the best of Christianity. Maybe the best of the worst of Christianity. (laughs) There we go. Uh, That we like to call the Christian crazy. If you're not familiar with our show, well, this is not a typical, it's not a typical episode, but this will give you a little bit of a flavor of the snark that we do bring to Snarky Faith. And if you're curious or interested about our show, you can look up Snarky Faith anywhere you listen to podcasts or head on over to snarkyfaith.com. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop in on the Black Friday edition of Christian Crazy. If loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. Lord have mercy. The Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. Well, first off here in The Christian Crazy, I wanted to talk to you a little about, about this season. We, we are in the full holiday season, and, and when you're thinking about, hey, what do my prophets need for Christmas? The first question you got to ask yourself is, how are they doing? How are they doing over this past year? Well, it's been a rough year for the prophets of the Lord. I'm not going to lie, it's been pretty tough. It's been a year where, well, prophecy, reality, they never quite met up. We tried to set them up on a blind date, but somehow it just didn't work out. So prophets, oh no, your prophecies have not come to pass. And so let's go ahead and do like a little bit of a check-in. Now, first off here, we're going we're gonna to check in on prophet Nathan French, right? Nathan is talking with Elijah lists Steve Schultz. Now, Steve Schultz, for you just to understand, is essentially just a sentient, hard-boiled egg of a human. Uh, Somehow, it was an egg that just learned how to talk, and its name is Steve Schultz. Now, Steve is talking to Nathan French, who is in full profit mode, full profit spin cycle mode, because I think over the Thanksgiving break, I know someone's been cooking up that crock pot of BS. And Nathan, Nathan's got an answer to why the prophecies from the prophets aren't working. Or are they? Or are they? Who would say, come on, guys, two days ago was the one-year anniversary of the election. If it wasn't over before that, it's over after a year. How can you possibly waste our time and energy claiming Trump's going to come back. He would have come back long ago had it not, you know, if he was going to come back. What would you well, say? What we're seeing right now is the unraveling of the enemy's plan because God's been shining the light. Remember, I gave a word, you know, uh, get right before he shines the light. And I saw the Lord shining mm-hmm. a light into the dark places and all the scurry 
of the evildoers or those who had had worked against Christ with an antichrist spirit. And so anyway, we're going to see God finish what he began. The word promises that he will finish the good work he began. Where people miss it and start trying to discredit the prophetic community is when they start getting the timeline messed up. Oh, so I see. It's really not about the prophets missing it. It's me missing it. I interpreted their words incorrectly because I heard them say words and say things were going to happen and and it didn't happen. But it's me. It's on me. Finally, it makes so much sense. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. So, okay, let's just try to check what he was actually trying to say. So there's a great unraveling happening. Ooh. And, and... What he also said is God told him a word. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, I'm sorry. Get it right. Shine the light or shine the light. Get it right. Oh, God. God's so catchy with his like little things there. Ooh. Mm. Wait, wait. I'm hearing something from the Lord. I'm getting something. Okay. Okay. I believe here's what God's telling me. Okay. God said this. If it doesn't come to pass, that prophet's an ass. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I misheard that. Sorry, sorry. Not that. Okay. Wait, here's how it goes. They don't actually give a shit because they're all sleazy prophets. Maybe. No, no, no. Maybe. No, this, I think this is what God was saying. Oh, they're just really greasy grifters that would pimp out their own mothers if they could make a buck. Oh, wait, that one doesn't rhyme. That's probably not from the Lord. That's probably on me. That's on me. Because remember, God rhymes and God's word fits nicely on a bumper sticker. Thanks, Prophet Nathan. Thank you so much for affording the cause. And with guys like this, it's always about themselves. That's kind of the thing that we're getting at here, right? Right? Okay, so Nathan seems to be doing all right with this stuff. Like, he's just kind of spinning this off and being like, hey, God didn't get it wrong, and I, the prophet, am still right. So Nathan is not about to apologize. You know who else does not want to apologize and is going to throw a temper tantrum? I'm sorry, that really wasn't fair. That rhetorical question could probably apply to most of the crybaby prophets in the Christian crazy. Fine. Okay. So which prophet, hmm? which prophet has a hairstyle stuck in the 80s? Nice, long, natural, not natural black hair. A, a, a pleather jacket with fringe. Who could it be? Well, you know, it's none other than Robin Bullock and Robin. Robin, Robin's got his panties in a twist. And he is not happy. Apologize. Go ahead and apologize. Well, no! How about that? Just so you can hear me again. No! Because you are wrong. If this had no meaning to it and no prophet standing speaking today was, if they were all wrong, why don't it go away? How come it hasn't ever faded away? How come it's still a fight over that election? 
who are doing this mock takeover. And I can tell them, I'm speaking to you right now, the evil, wicked ones who've been doing all that. You won't get a high place in hell. You'll be put on a meat hook right next to Hitler. Wow. Because the ones who give their self the most for Satan are tormented and tortured more than anyone else in hell. He wow. will mock you in hell like you're mocking us right now. So you better give up while you can. You better change sides while you can because if you die in that position or if you decide to take your life because of the embarrassment you're facing, I'm going to encourage you not to do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for encouraging us not to take our lives because we're so embarrassed about this. This is awesome. Uh, not really. This is horrible. This is terrible. This is theologically disgusting and weird. But that is kind of the eggshell, uh, the synopsis, the nutshell of cat care. So yes, all of you, you've heard it now. We should repent. We should change sides. We should feel the shame and embarrassment of humans that consciously deal with reality in a normal manner. But I do like how she did mention the idea, like, oh, no, if you die in that position, you won't like it. I mean, what is it like? Downward dog? Like, what position are we talking about dying in? I know I'm being facetious, but that is just abject stupidity, which is what we're here to mine in the Christian crazy. These pastors and prophets truly are the choicest cuts of Christian nuts. So during the holidays in the Deloney household, it's not uncommon when we are entertaining for, for us to put out a bowl of mixed nuts for your guest to enjoy, right? Whatever holiday it may be. I mean, it could be Thanksgiving, maybe it's Hanukkah, could be Kwanzaa, Christmas, or wait. You know that holiday that I always forget about that I just love to celebrate? Oh, it's called Festivus. And if you don't know what Festivus is, it's, it's, it's a particular holiday that really actually erupted from <laughs> the TV show Seinfeld. But it's a day to be able to air your grievances. And so speaking of the holiday seasons and grievances, Pastor Ken Christmas has his own Festivus list to go down about what He's had it with. So, Kent, let's kick off some Festivus cheer. But I've had it up to here with the vaccine. We got too many people dying after they take it, and the media won't talk about it. I've had it up to here with every time I get on a plane, I have to wear a mask that does not work. So in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, I ask God to expose the fallacy of this saying. Oh, hallelujah, I hear the Lord and I want to proclaim his greatness because God has exposed the fallacies of Kent Christmas. And it's really not that much of a fallacy. It's really just the fact that he's a little bitch. I, I don't know how else you say this. Like, I don't like vaccines. I don't like masks. Lord, deliver me from this. And since I'm also raging about this, hallelujah, on a, <laughs> on a Sunday morning during a, a church service where saying you hate vaccines gets applause and somehow we're saying hallelujah, praise God in the midst of this. Come on, come on, Kent. Come on, Kent. Let's make this about Jesus. I believe you can, I believe you can. Shamalala, ding dong, hubba hubba peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't know. That's what they do in Kent's church. So go ahead, Kent. Make it about Jesus. Listen, 
the first thing Jesus did after resurrection. Because when they buried him, the Bible said they covered his face. Oh, Christ. Do you see where he's going with this? And when he resurrected and they went in that tomb, they found the napkin or the mask folded by itself. Because God was saying, you're never going to shut me up again. Ah, Jesus. That, I love it. I love it for all the wrong reasons because to even try to call Kent Christmas to task on theology would mean that he has a cohesive theology. To take the resurrection story and make it about a mask makes it completely a pointless event. Oh, really? Jesus died on the cross to be able to show you that masks are bad. Honestly, Kent, honestly. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Let's, let's use your logic. Okay, so Jesus died, and, and, and they put a cloth over his face. And, and when he woke up, they found the cloth folded on the side. You know really what that means? That really just says that Jesus is a wonderful house guest, right? He makes up the bed afterwards, folds it up, and moves on. That's all it means, Kent. Hallelujah! All right, we got two more in the Christian crazy. Two more to go, boys and girls. How's everyone doing? Anyone need to take a potty break? Anyone need uh, some refreshments? Are we doing good? Are we hanging in there? Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, we've spent, we, me, you laughing along is just encouraging me. Uh, so so we've spent this, this time here together uh, mocking the prophets. And, and mocking them, a lot of it because what we've seen is the prophets are trying to push back and be like, no, I really did get things right. No, keep giving me money. Oh, all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. But one thing that I really do believe in the center of my soul that the mark of a good Christian prophet the way that we should be, we should almost like get a registry system of this. Now, now, but really, the, the stat that matters the most is how many hours you have studied. Because really, once you become a prophet, you're supposed to start like logging your hours. How many hours have I studied? How much is this? Because why? Because eventually you're going to have to brag about exactly how many hours you have studied. Now, I'm getting very specific on this because, <laughs> because I'm leading us to Perry Stone. Perry Stone has some really, really sad news for us. Uh, it's the same news that Perry Stone has been telling us probably for as long as Perry Stone has been selling books, is that, brothers and sisters, we are in the end times. Now, I keep saying it, and eventually it's going to be true, or it'll be my end time, because I just won't say it anymore, and who knows? But, but Perry, Perry wants to say, you know, in a certain sense, now y'all have seen all these other guys they've talked about here on The Christian Crazy because, you know, what happens to them is, is they just don't do enough studying. But Perry, Perry's a bit of a prophetic bookworm. And because of that, trust him? I mean, he might as well have just said, oh, I also, I wear glasses. You can trust me because I'm smart. I wear glasses. I am absolutely convinced. I'm, I'm 62 years of age. I've been preaching for 46 years, uh, and I'm not saying this in a boasting way, but we probably have well over between 172 to about 175,000 hours literally in study. 
That's reading, studying, word studies, research, reading books. And that's not an exaggeration because since I was 16 years of age, uh, I would go four hours, then eight hours, and, and sometimes 10 to 12 hours a day. My staff knows I'm telling you the fact. That's what I do. Hey, if anyone was ever wondering what the definition of humble brag is, you just experienced it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not boasting, but somehow I've kept track of the hundred and 75,231 hours, 23 seconds, and 2 milliseconds. You know, round estimate, but you know I'm counting. All right, fine, Perry. What's your point? Get to your damn point, Perry. And uh, in, in the process of the study and the research, I am 100%, not 99 and a half, that we have literally entered the last of the last days, the time of the end. So Perry is 100% sure that now is the time for the end times. Right now. It's beginning now. Because it's really interesting because if you kind of look back over Perry's books, like someone would, uh, back in 2008, he had a book called The DNA of the End Time Generation. 2014, Deciphering the End Times Prophetic Code. Uh, then we have Unleashing the Beast, the Coming Fanatical Dictator. Then we have The Final Ciphers, The Return of Christ, America's Apocalyptic Reset. Yes. Oh, wait, am I kind of starting to sense that we kind of have a genre of fan fiction going on here? Oh, Barry, this is fan fiction. This is great. I didn't realize you were into End Times cosplay. Wonderful. Side note. In researching some of his books, the one I'm really the most curious about is stopping Satan's home invasions. Cause, cause that's just that's just beautiful. Thanks, Perry. So last and certainly the least uh, of the <laughs> of the absolute best of the worst for your Black Friday version of the Christian Crazy. Drum roll, please. That's a long drum roll. But yes, 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 we've made it to the end. And I give you Mark Taylor, the firefighter prophet. And Mark is pissed about how bad things have gotten in the prophetic world. This is something I never even could have conceived of. But this is one of the dumbest things I've heard. And it is is wonderful. This is a Black Friday miracle. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to let, I'm going to go ahead and let him just explain it because there is really no good way to even set this up. Let me tell you how bad this has gotten, okay, with the dark side right now. The prophetic plagiarism. That's not just happening to me. I've talked to other true prophetic voices that it's happening to, and they're sick and tired of it as well. I'm sorry, what did you say? The prophetic plagiarism. No, prophetic plagiarism is exactly what I thought. You said, so please, please, please explain to us, what is prophetic plagiarism? I literally can have a conversation with someone on the phone right now, and we're documenting, by the way. We know who they are. We know who's behind it. But I can have a conversation of new revelation that God's given me with my intercessors. Yeah. 24 hours later, It'll be on someone's YouTube channel. 
or we'll come out on a, somewhere on Elijah list, or we'll come out with this prophetic person or that prophetic person. They're listening to familiar spirits, or they're listening to a demon, demonic network that's telling them what the conversation is, remote viewing, or astral projection. These are not your friends, folks. I am telling you now, this is where the judgment of God's going to come down on these guys. Well, you've heard it here first, that the end is near, because it always is. Prophetic plagiarism is on the rise, but the ultimate, the biggest, the biggest enemy to the prophets, once again, is reality. Oh, will they ever recover from that? <laughs> Let's hope they don't, because then we'd have nothing to make fun of, but actually, probably in the long run, probably would be pretty good if they were to stop, because really, 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 none of this has to do anything with Jesus, the kingdom of God, loving your neighbor, mercy, grace, compassion, any of that kind of stuff? Any of that kind of stuff? No, because again, we just spend time with the best of the worst. So as we end this, as we end this little snippet of a bonus show, I just want to say thank you to Right Wing Watch, to the Friendly Atheist, to Christian Nightmares. Those are the guys that do the hard work of finding a lot of these insane clips. But also, I'm very thankful for you, my dear listeners. Now, if you are new to the show, <laughs> our show isn't always like this. We do have elements of the Christian craze, but we also do deeper dives into different elements of the faith, trying to actually figure out, hey, what's not crazy about this stuff? So if you want to, you can always check us out at www.snarkyfaith.com or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Just look for Snarky Faith. And as always, I send you out into this wide, wild world with the holiest amounts of grace and peace and snark. I'm out of here. Catch you guys again next time. Peace.